Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. We are beginning the season for nonviolence. And our world is so filled with violence. And it's our, our call as a people that are striving to be spiritually awakened and to embody love to be present in the midst of that violence and remember the power of love. So even though Talitian's young life was cut short, he is in the dying process radiating love. Most of us struggle with that Someone just insults us, never mind kills us. Somebody just insults us and we're like, indignant, how dare you? We are so angry. And here is somebody who had the ultimate insult, this random shooting on a train, and all he can think about is love. How can I pour out more love? The season for nonviolence has been going on for 20 years-ish. And it starts with the commemoration of the assassination of Mahatma Gandhi, which is January 30th. And it goes through into April with the commemoration of the assassination of Martin Luther King. How many of you have heard of Mahatma Gandhi? Just show of hands. Okay, pretty much everybody. How many of you remember the name of the person that killed him? Nobody. How many of you have heard of Martin Luther King Jr.? Show of hands. Mm, Pretty much everybody. How many of you know the name of his assassin? One, two, three, four, four people. What does that say to us about what is lasting? Those who practice violence or those who practice love, who allow inspiration to flow through them. We are here to be the ones through whom inspiration and love flows. And in the end, that's what will last. And yes, there will be violence because we live in a world of polarity. And the darkness of violence helps us to remember the importance of love. As we as we go through this season, my hope is that we will become more aware of the ways in which we practice violence. None of us are going to be an active shooter. We're not looking at that in this crowd. But we have other ways of being violent. And we affect the world because our world ultimately is all energy, right? It looks really solid, but we know it's energy. And so when our energy is 
moving out in love, then we are blessing the world. When our energy is moving in, in fear, we are taking energy away from the world, and that is violence. <clears throat> Today I want to talk about two ways that we do that. Anxiety and lack. How many in this room have ever experienced anxiety? Okay, we're all alike. How many of us have ever experienced lack? Yeah, again, we're all alike. It's the human condition. Because it appears when we look outside of ourselves at the material world, it looks like we are separate. It looks like the things that we need are in limited supply. But that's an illusion. It's not truth. But it still looks that way. <clears throat> and when it looks that way, then we get scared. And we can go through life with the jitters. And we all know what that feels like. So our job is to be peace rather than anxiety, to turn from the appearance out there and to turn within and find the truth that we are all that is. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know some of you are into Joe Dispenza meditations, and I, I've listened to some of them. I, I haven't really become a disciple yet, but the one that I was listening to, he's saying, pay attention to your eyes in space. And he does all this stuff, and to your nose in space. And when I was doing it, I was like, wow, this is kind of trippy. You know? <laughs> um, I guess I haven't had the patience yet to stick with it, but maybe, maybe eventually. But what, what I want to say to you is that we, it's true what he's saying. We are in space. We are space. We are that energy. And all the creation and the life and everything that we need, we are that already. We are not the one who needs it. We are the energy that is creating it, whatever it is. And when we separate ourselves from that, when we, when we forget that, then we become anxious. Because we ask ourselves, well, how are we going to get it? I don't have any friends. How am I going to get a friend? I don't have any money. How am I going to get money? My body is all sick. How am I going to get well? And it all looks like it's something outside of us. And it never is outside of us. What's outside of us is the trigger, the reminder. But the supply is inside of us. We open the windows of our soul and pour it out upon the world. 
We have a couple of classes that are starting this week. One is meditation. Meditation is not something to put on your to-do list and then beat yourself up when you didn't do it. Meditation is a technology to bring yourself in and remind yourself of your supply. We have to go where the supply is if we want it. So if you're hungry in the morning, you will probably open your closet or open your refrigerator and find the food that you have there. You won't go outside and walk around in the driveway and just think about, wow, I sure wish I could eat. <laughs> you know, it's not there. It's in your refrigerator or your cupboard. <laughs> open it up, take it out, and eat it. If we want peace, it's not out there. It's not, it doesn't involve lining up all the people who are not peaceful and preaching to them about get peaceful. It involves going inside and being that peace and letting it radiate outside of us. That's what it involves. I don't know about you, but I know when I started meditating, it sounded impossibly difficult. What I love about the class that's coming up is it's more like a buffet of meditation. So it's all these different ways that you could meditate. And we start out with, okay, we're going to do this for two minutes. So I know, it, it can be hard to shut up for two minutes. <laughs> Trust me, I do know that. <laughs> you probably don't find that hard to believe. Um, but, <laughs> but most people find that they can be successful for two minutes. And then we kind of inch up to five minutes. So it's that kind of a class. And the, the goal is that by the end of five weeks, you will have found at least one form of meditation that works for you. So if you've already got a great meditation practice and it's working for you, you don't need to come to this class unless you just want to sit in the vibe for two hours and be in meditation with other people, which is very, very powerful. But if you don't have a practice, I really encourage you to sign up for it so that you can find your way in this. The other class that we're doing is abundance. And we've got a daytime and an evening class for that. So abundance is a way of thinking about life that is the opposite of lack. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's really... It's really a practice. It isn't, uh, oh, I, yeah, I took that class before. Check. I've taken that class before, and I can still fall into that thinking that something is lacking. I can, I can catch myself driving on the way to unity in the morning and thinking, oh, I wonder if I'll know what to say, and then, you know, cue eye roll, 
like, yeah, no, you're going to figure it out because it's going to come through from within, out. But when I think, oh, I've got to find, I've got to find all the information from out there and, and have it and all in a neat package, it's outside of me. But I still fall prey to that. And I know that I'm not alone. There are, <clears throat> there are circumstances that come about in each one of our lives that make us feel like we're on the edge and we're not going to be okay. We get anxious. We, we give in to fear. We think there's not enough. And that's never true. So we have to practice. We have to practice and practice and practice. So you could take the abundance class every single time it's offered, and you would always learn something new. I had a teacher once tell me that you can take any class. It doesn't matter how many times you've taken it. You can always learn something if that's your intention. And I have found that to be true ever since she told me that. I just decide there's always something. There's always a lot, usually. So I, I want to encourage you to take this class because I want to cultivate a community where we so know the abundance, the energy, the truth of who we are, that we are most of the time living peace, that we are most of the time flowing out with love. Yeah. We need to make a difference in this world. I've been hearing recently about statistics about children who commit suicide. And the horrifyingly large percentage of kids who do that or think about doing that. That's not okay. This is our watch. It is not okay for that to be happening. And we get to change it because our energy is powerful. But in order to do that, we need to invest in this community, in these practices. We need to share our money. We need to take the classes. We need to practice and practice and practice. We need to be willing to walk out into the world and be transparent with these teachings that because we are living them, not because we're standing on the street corner like a crazy person preaching but because we're living it and we're so radiant that somebody's looking at us and saying, I want what she's having. <laughs> That's what we are called to be, individually and as a community. So please, our world is fragile. People are fragile because they don't know who they are. But we can be examples. I want to see this community grow and grow and grow. I want to see lots of services happening here. 
I want to see this be a top-of-mind awareness that people say, you know, I don't know what they're doing over there, but it seems to be working. I want some of that. I want to see lives change. I want to see us be able to afford to build a, a building where we can have great programs for our kids, that there is no kid in this town that can't come and, and really find these teachings so that they know from the time that they are small that there is a power inside of them that could change the world for the better and that they matter. Don't you want that too? Yeah. So let's do it. We're here to hold the fragile egg of this earth and the people on it with our loving, creative hearts. Namaste. Let it grow, let it grow. Let it blossom, let it flow. 